Washington. Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Allah! Allah! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Can you win? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ragin' Review Podcast. Josh, Jerry, and Nick. This is not going to be fun. So let's get down to business. Uh, honestly, kind of scared of what I'm going to say. So maybe I'll start with the other guys to, to kick us off. Jerry, you want to get us started on a very, very frustrating night? Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, you have all the momentum in the third quarter. You're up 17 nothing. Pretty much just have to cruise the rest of the way. Um, Troy's coaching staff made adjustments. Ours didn't. We got out coached in that last quarter and a half, got outplayed. Um, and that's pretty much it. And here we are talking about a loss when it should have been an easy win. Um, not to mention, and Am, am I going to jump the gun if we start talking about attendance or should we wait for that? Because I, I, I have something to say about that. Well, let's give overall thoughts from all three and then we'll jump into whatever you guys want to talk about first. No, uh, I really I really have nothing to say about the performance. I'm trying I my really... best not to be as pissed off as I actually am. I want to at least get some thoughts out first before we start hollering and screaming. So general thoughts and then we'll move. Yeah, I thought we ran the ball well in the first half. I thought we really didn't adjust in the second half, while Troy did. Again, that's the big difference maker. They made adjustments, we didn't. And they were able to score 23 points in the final quarter and a half, and that's it. We, we lost the game. I really don't know what else to say. That, that, that's it. It's not that we lost the game. It's how we lost the game. Preach it. I mean, that... that that pass interference call, that wasn't pass interference, by the way, on third down, extended the drive. We would have gotten the, the ball back. And, and look, I'm not saying we put ourselves in that position. We should, it should have never come down to a bad call because we led them 17-0 in the first half. Or 10-0, 17-0 after the quarter, whatever. We led them 17-0 and let them come back. And, and, and like you said, Jerry, made no adjustments. There was no adjustment made. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Troy made adjustments. Worked for them. I knew something was go going to happen. I knew it was not going to go well for us when their quarterback just started throwing balls up in the air and, and they just landed in receivers' hands out of nowhere. That balls they shouldn't have caught, they had no business catching. And it seems like that's the trend or the theme for this season is that when we see seem like we're in a position to potentially win or go ahead in the game, all of a sudden a quarterback throws a ball up in the air and then somebody catches it magically out of nowhere. And then it starts getting in our heads. Oh, crap. Here we go again. And I, I know we're not jumping to attendance yet, but I'm just going to say I don't want to be here as much as Apparently, all of Lafayette didn't want to be there tonight because that was pathetic. 
And and I get, look, I get we're going to probably say some things about the administration that they need to do better and offer up some suggestions tonight. But Lafayette's got to do better. And that's pathetic. And as much as Lafayette prides itself in its culture and how great we are at cooking and being a family and culture this and culture that, when you get under 8,000 fans for a home Sunbelt Conference game. Senior night. Senior night, when you're still trying to get bowl eligible, that ain't on the administration. That's on you. Because you know what? They did a lot tonight that we asked them to do. And they did. They went more. They Okay, you, you can't park in the grass. We're going to open up parking. We're going to take away another excuse. And guess what? Still didn't show up. That ain't on the administration. So that's my thoughts. My thoughts are we, we get in a position where we look like, oh, crap. Here, here goes the, the Cajun disaster syndrome. Not only do we have it, now the team has it. And we just went down that, that, that path tonight. And you know what? Special teams, I mean, Reese did a hell of a job. But I, I, I would have liked those six points on the board. Because that, would to me, would have been a totally different game and a totally different game plan. I'll just shut up for now. Well, I just, Josh, before you go, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. The attendance tonight, for those who don't know, 7,888. Pathetic, now, inexcusable, ridiculous. You should be embarrassed. Lowest attendance. I am embarrassed. Lowest crowd since Wofford in 1999. You know what Wofford in 1999 was? It was a little over 6,000. Jerry Baldwin's first year as head football coach. That's how pathetic. And less than a year. Tonight. From when we're conference champions and ranked in the top 25, we get less than 8,000 at a home game. In the same year where we had the nation's longest winning Unbelievable. And let me tell you something else. I don't want to hear the laissez-faire approach from some of our fans. And I, look, I don't want to call out anybody in particular, but when I hear, well, that's just how it is, and sometimes we have no control over that. No, that's nonsense. That's that's bull. I don't want to hear that. I'm tired of excuses. I don't want to hear I'm that. I'm so sick. I've you want to be complacent. You want to be complacent with that attitude? That's you. But there's no excuse for having 7,888 people at the game tonight. I don't want to hear laissez-faire. I don't want to hear it tonight. I don't want to hear the excuses for seven. You get more. You might get more people at the Teak for a regional game. At a baseball game. You could get more people at a local high school game. You get more people in the Cajun Dome when we were winning than that. And this is off a year where we were ranked in the top 25 and had our best team in school history. And all you can get is 7,888 people. That's a shame. That is embarrassing. And that is a crying shame. I get I'm on done. this. I get on the show every week. And I always take the side of the fan because it is my opinion. That the fan has been chased away. Tonight is not that. I'm not coming here to say the fan is the victim tonight. 7,888 paid to watch a football game. When we're 4-4 four and four and fighting for a bowl berth, for the seniors that have been either the first or the second most successful class in the history of the school, because it rained this morning, because there's a school playing a state game against a bigger opponent, you're cowards. Oh, because it was at four. It should have been at noon, or it should have been at six, or it should have been at seven, or they should have let parking here, or they should have. There, I'm tired of the excuses. Twenty years of excuses, man. You're, you're Twenty a coward. years of excuses. If you went to UL, if you live in Lafayette, if you are of this university or of this town, this area, if you came, claim to be a raging Cajun, a Cajun of any kind, and you can't show up to say thanks to these seniors, and you can't show up on a on a beautiful afternoon, by the way, to play Troy, the best team in our league. You can't show up to support this team. You're a coward. You're a UL grad. You go to LSU for a football game. You're a coward. 
I'm done. I, I have backed you all because you have been chased off by an inept administration for a very long time. Tonight is not that. 7,800 people? That's an embarrassment. That's an embarrassment to the city. We, imagine the alumni that have graduated just in the last five years. It's more than 7,800 freaking people. I understand there's a disconnect. I understand there's a lot of stuff that's left to be, to be desired. I understand game day experience is not necessarily what it should be. I understand that parking looks like shit. I understand that the tailgating isn't what it used to be. You're not the victim, fan. You're not the victim, Maurice resident, uh, Eunice resident, Karen Kerr resident. You're not the damn victim. You show up tonight. You show up tonight. Yeah. UL graduate. UL graduate who's across the freaking basin. You coward. You're a coward. If you're across the basin tonight, when we played Troy, the best team in the league, and we're trying to win a bowl game for these seniors, I want to say something. The only redeemable thing that happened today at this field was Chris Smith lost his freaking mind at the end of that game. He took his helmet off. He threw it across the field. He kicked chairs over. He ripped off his jersey, ripped off his pads, and he threw it into the tunnel. And I literally the only thing that I felt proud tonight of is that we had one guy that was pissed off about the end of that shitty game and that shitty experience at the field tonight. We had one. I'm not trying to talk about the people that are in the circle and praying and all that. It has nothing to do with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... I want players that want to win. I want guys that come to this school that want to wear Louisiana across the chest. I want guys that are pissed the hell off that they lost a game like tonight. ULM, I thought I was mad for ULM. You come home for senior night and you can't get 8,000 people. That's embarrassing to all of us. Nobody cares enough to show up for senior night against Troy. I'm always riding for the fans. I'm not riding for anybody tonight. That is, that's terrible what we just saw. Embarrassing. And the students, you're done. I'm done. I'm done coddling these students. Where are the students? Are they across the basin, Jerry? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. And, and look, if you want to bow down to the Golden Tiger statue, by all means, go ahead. I'm done. If that's if, that, if you know you don't want to say thank you and, and and show support for the school that's educated you, which in turn enables you to find a career and put food on the table and raise a family. All those things you learn here, you didn't learn that at the other school. You learned that here. If you want to go to the other school and support that team instead, instead of the university that basically educated you, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. Hold on a I'm second. Done. I got I, I got I to address. I got to address this. Whoever Brian Kidd is, if you're telling me if I don't like it, leave. I need you to clarify this statement. No, I think I it was really. Talking, we were getting some other comments about not talking about it. They shutting down the attendance talk, and I think he was addressing. Okay, that person. okay. So I think fair enough, I Brian. My, my bad. <laughs> I look, man. I'm mad. I'm mad as hell. And if you're not mad as hell by what you just watched and what you just experienced, then you're not a fan. You're not a fan of this of this school and this administ- uh, this uh, this town and this university. You're not a fan if you're not mad about losing to Troy like that in front of nobody. What an embarrassing night all the way through, man. Like we we so real quick, we had the we had the uh opportunity to meet the Troy coaches' wives. They tailgated with us. And all they talked about is how great the tailgate was how great the culture was, how well they were treated, how much they enjoyed being in Lafayette. We were fired up. 
and then they walked into an empty stadium. How shitty does that look on us? Half the freaking town is across the damn basin bridge watching another team. Are we having the conversation if we win? You're damn right we are, Daryl Wampo. We are pissed off about what we just witnessed in that freaking stadium. Look, we were complaining against Arkansas State when we had double the crowd at 15,000. So, yeah, we'd be talking about it. 7,000 people for this game, there's no excuse. I'm sorry. And, look, I know know that we could talk a lot about the game and we're going to get to the game. But I don't know. it and was, I, look, was, I get, I get the, I, I get everybody saying that they don't care about attendance because they don't expect it anymore. Guys, we're a Division One program that is one year removed from a top twenty-five ranking, the longest winning streak in America. Attendance, you got to be kidding me! But let's we, go back to the the comments about the the recruits seeing the game tonight. The recruits tonight, hopefully, they didn't go to the game because I tell you what. If I'm a recruit and I'm looking around and I see 7,000 people in a 40,000-seat stadium, I'm going, why the hell would I ever come here is what I'm thinking. They're they're there for the experience, the game, the atmosphere, the culture, and we delivered some of that. I mean, that first half was incredible, but again, that – I mean, attendance is part of it. Attendance is part of the whole negative We dominated the damn football game. We dominated the football. We should, it should have been 30 to nothing at halftime. We pissed away opportunity after opportunity. And we're going to get into the football game in just a minute, guys. Hold on. But we're all pissed. And we deserve to be pissed. And, and we're going to talk about what happened. Tailgating was a joke. The attendance was a joke. The energy inside the stadium was a joke. Volume. We just played Troy. Troy is the best team in this freaking league. They might be top 25 next week. 8,000 people showed up to watch it. How about the PA system volume that we've been talking about again for 20 years? <laughs> Completely embarrassing. Right. I had to cover Ear my piercing. daughter's. I had to cover my daughter's ears a few times at some of the certain uh, moments. But look, we complain about attendance when it's double this crowd at 15 or 16,000. You've heard us all season. 15, 16,000 is not good enough. We got half of that tonight. Think about that. We got half of what we've complained about all Who year. Who in the hell thinks that today was a success? Even if you don't care about attendance, you walk in the stadium, it is empty. It was empty. Dude, we've had more at a hut when when HUD was coaching and we had all those great crowds. We had more in a spring game. More at a spring game than what we saw tonight. Think about that. More at a in an April spring game, at least from what I remember, than what we had tonight. No, definitely. 100%. Think about that for a second. Have, have we more run all fans? Game. Have we run off fans? You're damn right. Have we played like shit this year and, and at times and in big moments where fans don't want to be uh, watching the game? Absolutely. Have we, um, you know, underachieved and we, we're not even competing for a Western Division title anymore? Yes, all those things are true. We should still get fifteen to 20,000 people to say thank you to those seniors. I don't care what anybody says. You're still four and four going into the game. You're you still fighting have a, for a bowl game. A chance to go to a bowl game and have a winning season, and yet that's all you draw. And then on top of that, it's the day to recognize a senior class that has brought us the most success we've ever seen in our hundred something year history. And all you could draw is less than 8,000 people. I'm sorry. That's not cool. That's not good enough. Period. Real quick. We're going to take a call because I got a bunch of requests, but I'm pissed tonight. If y'all don't want to hear me be pissed, sign off. Sorry. We're all pissed. And if you're not pissed, you're not a fan. Period. You're not. Um, 
Let's see. Fun in the Sun Belt account. It's all yours if you want to take it, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, look, I, I, I hear the, uh, you know, I can hear the compassion. The, the frustration is palpable, right? You know, I, I try to cover everything equally, honestly, you know, unbiasedly. And, you know, there's something to say about your fans, and that's that they're passionate, right? Um, there's a lot to say about the game. There was a lot of faults. There was a lot of fuck-ups, too, on both sides of the ball, right? Oh, and, no. We're going to talk about the game here in a minute. But we just wanted to get all the other stuff out of the way, but go ahead. All right. Um, so, fan to fan, you know, like, I'm, I, I don't live in your area. I'm not a... You know, I'm not a Cajun or you know whatever. Um, but we, but I, I've always respected your fan base, and you know, I, I just want to say to the fan base, I love you all. You all are passionate, and you should be pissed. You should be fucking pissed tonight, and you should take that on into next week. But you know, don't give up. Don't give up. You know. So that's all I wanted to say, sir. Hey man, I really appreciate you checking in. Uh, here's the thing. You. When you come on Raging Review and you listen to what we do, uh, like we're obligated to do what we do. Like uh, we we take it we take it as a badge of honor to come on here and talk to you guys after games. But we're not gonna sit here and sunshine pump and pretend like eight thousand people is okay. If we do it, then the administration says, "Well, nobody cares." The fans that didn't show up, eh, they don't care either. We've got to come on here and talk about. What an embarrassment that is. Like, that is, that is the cross that we've taken. I, 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 I know that we're, gonna, we're spending too much time on this, and we need to talk about the football game, and we're going to get there in a second. But you got to be freaking kidding me on a perfect 68-degree afternoon. And, yeah, it rained this morning. Who cares? Who cares? It was perfect weather by 1230. Like, we've got to talk about that. That is, that is it's too important to... And you know what else we have to talk about, Josh? Is people going, well, they should have moved the game to this time. So we don't have a choice. It is not our decision to move a game time. We are told by the Sunbelt Conference right. when we are playing. So stop using that as an excuse. So that what? So what? No okay. So you move the game to 2 7,800, you're going to get what, 12,000? Oh, great. No, wow. we're not. Fantastic. It's gonna, that's just it, Jerry. It's we. They keep... It's an excuse. Well, well, oh yeah, well they moved the time, but they didn't have this parking. Oh, they got us this parking, but they didn't have, you know, two windows open for us to buy uh, extra tickets. And we had to walk five seconds to get another one. It's always an excuse. It's always an, I'm tired of excuses. Out, South Alabama and Troy sold out the damn stadium on a Thursday freaking night. I don't want to hear shit. You can't get 8,000 on a Saturday afternoon for the league leader. When you're fighting for bowl eligibility, there is no excuse for that. There is no excuse for that. Period. You didn't win the West? Well, shit. We still have a goal in front of us. We still have a goal. How do you not show up to support that? That's terrible. Alumni, students, fans. You're not fans. You're looking for something to do on a Saturday afternoon. Period. You're not a freaking fan. It's excuses, man. And I get on this damn show every week and I ride for fans every week. Well, you didn't do your freaking job this week. And that's the truth. Terry, help me out. I'm about to have a coronary. Man, uh, like I said at the beginning of the season, man, and, you know, I'm a curse on this 
If you're going across Curse. the nation, fuck you, I don't want you. Fuck you, I don't want you. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you grew up a, you know, purple and gold fan. You know, like I said, I grew up in a family of people that went to you know, ULM, Tech, Grambling, LSU. And I, and, I, and I went to, you know, a university that loved me and accepted me. And, you know, a culture that I've met my best friends and my wife. And, you know, now I have a great life, you know, in the military because of what this, you know, university gave to me. And I love it. And I will rock with this team. I will never wear any of those colors ever again. Ever. Ever. Right? But I'm going to say this. And look, Maggard has done a good job in, you know, his hiring and everything. But he has failed in the outreach program. He has been a penny pincher. And you have to spend money to fucking make money. Every, if you look at every team, in this conference. Terry, Terry, out- I'm sick and fucking tired of telling, having people tell me that we don't have money to market and promote. If exactly. you don't have money yeah. to promote, you don't need to be in business. That's the bottom line. If you cannot exactly. promote your product, you should not be in business. It's part of the operating budget. End of, exactly. end of conversation, full stop. And, and, and I'm more pissed. And I was, tell, I, was tell, I was texting Jerry this. I'm mad about the UCF not two-for-one deal. Oh, Just dude. For the two-for-one deal. I, I hollered I'm about it for two that. days. Oh, I, I, and, and so, like, you literally, but sorry, back on something, but like, every other team, every other team in this conference is spending money to outsource to another, you know, company to sell tickets. And we, we're going to penny pinch, you know, and we're just going to market due to, you know, social media and appeal to, you know, and I get it. If you're part of the older crowd, if you're like the 50 plus crowd, like, I have nothing against you, but we have to market to, the layman fan to the students and our administration doesn't give a fuck about our own students. Come on, bro. Like that is fucking embarrassing. Maggot. And you fucking know it. You just, you, you fucking, Maggot fucking knows that he just wasted, you know, time and she was just spending money. You gotta spend money to fucking make money, man. It's fucking, aggressive. and yeah, like, like I said, uh, like y'all said, man, if you're across the basin, Man, I don't fucking want you in my stadium. Got nothing Fuck for you. Dude. Got nothing for you if you're across the basin tonight. I got nothing for you. I get, like, and, and I know former players that go, man, like, look, I, I love them as brothers, but yo, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking need your support either. You're, like, come on, man. I know fucking players that go there and wear, and wear purple and gold. Come on. Like, shit like that is fucking trash. I grew up a fan of other schools when I was in high school just to wear my, you know, my, uh, my family went to school. And I dropped that shit as soon as I walked on campus. As soon as I walked on campus. You don't right. think you don't, don't think that we went to LSU games as children? Like, like I got a family. Exactly. My family no, went to I LSU. No. We went to those damn games. You know what happened when I signed on to to, to be a student at UL? I threw that shit away. Everything. I threw it away. This is where I belong. This is my people. Like, figure it out, man. Figure it out. Learn how to be loyal. But let me take it back. Let me take it back a second, Josh. And and again, I don't want this. Not, Somebody made a comment about Maggard. Look, this is not a bash on Maggard. I think Maggard is a great AD. He's a great partner. I, he listens. He ta- he he executes on on ideas. He he's open to ideas. Maggard is great, but Maggard right now, after last season, and we talked about this earlier in the season, we have half the staff we did last year. He just hired a deputy AD for the RCAF. So I guess Nico's position's going away. He's doing eight jobs at once. He's trying. And he's fighting the financial battle. Exactly. From, from the and top. He doesn't, and that's he true. doesn't make those decisions. Right. So, I, look, I'm a big Maggard fan. I will continue to be a big Maggard fan. It, it, it ain't all on him. He is doing the best he can with the resources he's got. 
So you got to start looking up the chain if you want to talk about money availability because it ain't with him. Nick, Nick, be ready for uh, Kyle. Kyle's about to call. Uh, right. Darren, so glad you asked to speak, man. I've been waiting on this a long time. Yeah, what's happening? Y'all can hear me? What's up, man? Thanks for calling, dude. I'm I'm excited about this. Yeah, I, 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 I've been keeping y'all out for a while, and I, I, I barely talk because I'm – I'm bad with words, you know, but no, you're good. Go ahead, tell, give, give us the, give us the real stuff. Yeah, it, 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 I, I'm a, I'm a truck driver, and I, I drive local routes to New Orleans, Bad Rouge, Lafayette, Alexandria, and this is something I've been peeping out for about a month or so. But everywhere I go, I mean, I, I go in local stores, and what's the first thing I see? I see New Orleans Saint signs. I see. Southern University, I see LSU signs, you know, everything is a schedule and I don't see nothing for UL. So when y'all talk about promoting and marketing, why don't we try to get uh, schedules of ours in these mom and pop stores? You know, when people are talking about games, we don't ever see a schedule up for us. So when I go in a barbershop, I'll be here. I, I, I just see the vibe. I see, hey, y'all going to the game? When is the game? Nobody knows when the, when the games is. I go into these mom and pop stores. Nobody have, have a schedule or nothing up. Like, y'all got to stretch out to more than these Albertsons. And, you know, I, I, I stay on the south side of town in Lafayette. I, I, I can find you uh, here in just in Albertson. Yep. You know? Yep. Just, just, just in, what, Super 1. But when I stretch out, I'm from St. Martinville. I can't find nothing for you in St. Martinville. When I go in Brobridge, I can't find nothing for you in Brobridge. When I go in New Iberia, nothing for you But I can find something for Southern. I can find something for Grambling. I can even find something for Nichols. When I go in Baton Rouge, it's the same thing. I can go in Patterson. I mean, I'm talking about any other surrounding city. I can find a Nichols schedule. But as for you Nobody knows when the games is. You thank thank you. Saying? Yes, thank you for saying that. And some of the, the administration are in the space listening. And they need to hear that. We've got to invest in the little things. We're not going to spend a big blitz amount of money on geofencing and these big billboards. And we're not going to advertise in the freaking movies and all this other stuff. We need to focus on the general stores and the small bars and things like that where blue-collar people go to games. The, the blue-collar community that go to work and love the Cajuns because they live in St. Martinville and Maurice and, and Milton and all these little small areas. That is our fan base. Those are Cajun people. And until we figure out that the outreach needs to be promoted toward that crowd, we're never, ever going to get this fan base back to 30,000 like Mark Hudspeth figured out when he got here. He went after the blue-collar community. When they figure that out, we'll have more people in the stands. But, D, 7,800 people is a joke. Like, I'll put it another way. Like, I mean, we could get the local crowd, but, I mean, it's like exactly what you're saying. We're focusing on a certain type of crowd. But when I go just take a ride, visit my mom in St. Martinsville, like, I could, I could just ride through the neighborhood and everything is focused on LSU, Southern, Nichols, Grambling, 
But when I bring up UL and, and, and on my son or anything I got going on with UL, everybody's asking me questions. And I'm trying to bring the average and say, hey, well, let, 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 let's go on a game. Listen, if, if nobody knows, that's Trey Amos' stepdad. Phenomenal people. I met him at the bowl game a couple years ago. Great, great people. They know what they're talking about. And he goes all around town. He goes all around the state. Those are the things that we got to listen to. When you walk in the general store, when you walk in the coffee shop, when you walk in the small bars, why is it only LSU? Why is it Nichols? Why is it Southern? Where are the UL flags? Where are the UL schedules? I know y'all might not think that that matters a whole lot, but when you multiply it many times over, there's a reason why people don't go to the freaking games. There's a reason. And that's the damn reason. We forgot about the blue-collar guy. Mr. David, you're next. All yours. First thing I want to say is I love Terry. I see him with his float coat on, so I know he's a Navy guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm 20-year retired AD. So uh, I, I got to show love. And he played for the Cajuns. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Thank you for your service, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, well, you're welcome. Uh, it's my pleasure. What I will say is on the promotion. First of all, I've been hearing the same thing. I, I'm a little bit older. I'm 49 now. So I've been hearing the the fans don't do this. The fans don't do that. But in all reality, when you look at things like the Appalachian States and and the game on Thursday night, your game has to be the party. It has to be the party. It has to be where people want to be. And to do that, people have to know about it. So your signs have to be everywhere. Your schedules have to be in the barbershops. Your game has to be on the billboard. It has to be what they mention on the news. It it has to be there. And some of that stuff is not the stuff you spend a whole lot of money on. Some of it is. So if you're buying ads and stuff like that, it's a lot of money and stuff like that. But the things of getting the news broadcasters to mention the game, getting the radio hosts, to mention the game. David, David, it takes caring. That's all it takes is caring. Rage and review. And listen, this is this is not this is not me yanking our chain. I promise you. I am telling you, more change has come out of these damn post-game uh, uh shows and 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 the bitch sessions that we all have together on Rage and on uh, Rage and Page and on Twitter. More change has come out of that than any hire, than any amount of uh, of policy. It comes from the fans making the change. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and look, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, and sometimes I take a break because I get so pissed off. It it it, 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 it makes it hard for me to enjoy the game sometimes. Yeah. Uh, when when it, it just it's so frustrating to see what's going on sometimes, and. And we have a great product. We we have a successful team. It, this year isn't the year that we wanted it to be. But with the team that we've had the past few years, it 
it should be more than what it is. People, but the buzz just isn't there. I can tell you that now. The buzz just isn't there. My my nephew's in his mid twenties. He was a football player at Como uh, a few years ago, and yeah, he's okay and likes the Cajuns, and but he doesn't go to games. And you know, we're we're not reaching the people that that are like. I don't know. We're not reaching the party crowd. But you got to target the right crowd. You got to target the right crowd. And then, listen, it's it's like it's like inviting a bunch of people over to your Christmas party. And when they show up, there's no finger food. There's not enough beer. There's no treats. And there's not enough room to stand in the freaking house. That's the Cajun. That is the Cajun field experience. You invite 40,000 people to come to your event and they show up and, and you ran out of water. You ran out of drinks. You ran out of finger food before the freaking game kicks off. That is our experience. You're never going to get... Get those people to come back. Never. Damn right. You're damn right. And uh, that that's all I got on it. But uh, love you, Terry. Thank you very much for your service, brother. Thanks, David. Appreciate Thank you, you, sir. Appreciate, appreciate you checking in. Hey, uh, Terry, hang hang tight. Stay stay on real quick. I'm trying to get everybody in. Uh, Andrew. Hey, guys. Uh, first, just wanted to thank you all. You know, like there's a lot of, Horrible nights and being a Cajun fan. Uh, pretty empty stadium tonight. But, I mean, it's at least good to get on here and see that there are still passionate people out there. Uh, just about the crowd, I can say that as much as it makes me want to vomit, I'm not surprised by the number that I saw out there tonight. I, uh, I was on campus for like two hours on Wednesday did not see a goddamn thing in the world about the game. And uh, when I got there this morning to tailgate, like I always do, and saw that we were just running things business as usual, no common sense in the world, I I wanted to put a damn fist through my freaking windshield. But, uh, yeah, that's all I really had to say. It's just, it, it sucks. And tonight absolutely sucked every part of it. I'm just, I'm not surprised by it anymore. I I just I don't fucking get it. Like the I don't. It's it's just absolute stupidity to me. It's hard. It's hard to swallow, dude. And we're sick of it. And I, you know me, Andrew. I've come on this goddamn show, and I have said it's not the fans. It's the the experience that they've been given. And I still think that. Okay. But tonight is different. Tonight is when you say, I don't care what else is going on. This is our last Saturday home game. I'm going to go say thank you to Eric Guerra. I'm going to go say thank you to Jordan Quibido, a freaking walk-on who worked his ass off to be the Mike linebacker for a very good defense. How can you not be – fan, fan. You're not a fan. You just show up on Saturdays. If you can't show up to support that kid, if you can't show up to support Eric Guerra that spilled his guts on the field for five years for this – Freaking program, you're not a fan. You're not a fan. And we don't make enough fans. So tonight is not the administration. In fact, I would even say I'll give them a couple of kudos. Like Nick said, they opened up the parking lot. They finally started showing other football games in the on the T uh, screens that we bitched about for uh, two months. They finally got that right, albeit it was a Napier game. Uh, so I'll, I'll digress there, but... At least they listened. They are listening to us. So if they're going to listen to us, we have to show up. And we didn't. And it's embarrassing. 
look, Josh, I don't want to get in a pissing match with you. Like, I, I, I agree that it's embarrassing. I'm happy that they opened the parking up, but you knew all goddamn week that it was going to fucking rain like that this morning. And you knew there was going to be a fucking dog spaying convention at the Cajun Dome. So half of that lot was going to go down. There is no reason it should take fans pressing you at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yes. The day of the game I agree with you. That. Hey, and and let's, let's have a let's have a bring your dog to the freaking park day. If there's a damn spay, spay convention across the street, bring your dog to the park. Like somebody's got to figure out that you can make marketing situations out of everything. Look, we, could, we couldn't piss our way out of a wet paper bag right now. That's the truth. Like I said, I absolutely appreciate you guys. I love hearing the passion because as, as pissed as I am tonight, I'm also just like beat. So this is something. Yeah, we're kind of beat down. Uh, thanks, man. Really appreciate you. I love that you listen all the time. Always appreciate your feedback. Josh, can uh, we do it now? Nick's got, I, Nick's, got, it, uh, man. <laughs> Nick's got coronary Kyle. Thanks, Drew. All right, Kyle. You're on, baby. What's up, man? Well, before I really talk about what I want to talk about, I just want to say that here in the last couple of callers, I think they're hitting on a lot of points. But I will tell you this, guys. They they have to be listening because they are attending to things that have been specifically bitched about on this podcast and on the Raging Pagan website. Okay, so, you know, and, and it might not be major things, but at least, you know, they they're 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 not caught they're not communicating that that they're listening that's their biggest problem you know they're not letting people know the changes that they're making if they're little changes and i mean how hard would that be if you had you know a system set up where you could send all of your people uh you know a letter through the internet or how hard would it be for them to make an announcement on raging paging for that matter if they can't be on the podcast you know that it wouldn't it wouldn't take that much work they have to learn how to communicate to the people who are following the program is one of their major issues they don't communicate their message but i didn't want to get into all of that tonight i wanted to talk about the game i wanted to talk about the coaching let's do that and i wanted to talk about first of all Okay, I'm one of those people that wasn't there tonight. Okay, and I'll tell you two reasons why. First of all, you you know, for y'all to trap, for y'all to chastise me for not showing up for the for the seniors on that football team, you are absolutely correct. But guess what? Don't they have another home game on Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Well. That it, it, does it does it matter? I mean, do, can can you not have another senior night on Thursday? But 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 here's I mean, the deal. Here's the deal, Kyle. Me. We're not talking about fans like you, because we know you're going to show up to every game you can get to. What's disappointing is the fans. Yeah, I will. You know, we should we we are a community with five hundred thousand people in a fifty mile radius, and we can get seven thousand people to a game. That's what pisses me off. But but let me let me let me tell you something. It wouldn't have been. I mean, it wasn't impossible for me to go to that game this evening, but my feelings after the last game, okay, and this is my relationship with the team, okay, as a fan. 
I have been to games this season at the at Cajun Field. One of them was a really good, you know, we saw the, the last one was a really good contest. The problem is you went to USM and shit your pants against a freshman quarterback who was ready to shit his pants. It's absolutely and correct. you let them come out and beat you up, okay? Because you didn't go out there with any physicality. They didn't. And you know what? I had to sit back. You want to be passive? Okay. If the team wants to be passive, well, guess what? Now nah, I got to be passive. Okay. You show physicality and you lose because you got outmatched. It is what it is. And I'm going to tell y'all something. And I don't want, I, I'm afraid I'm going to be shitting in a lot of people's weedings here tonight that are listening. And, and I hope y'all gave the obligatory uh, mothers and children, please leave the room before this guy gets on the phone because there's no telling what kind of dumpster fire he's going to start and what kind of, F, I mean, four-letter bad words are going to come out that he shouldn't say. But the bottom line is a lot of people who are finally getting the message that they needed to be mad, but the problem is the game tonight isn't a game I'm mad about. I have to tell y'all, I wanted to see this team come out with some physicality. I wanted to see this team play smash mouth football. And for the first three quarters, two and a half quarters of this game, that's exactly what they did. They dominated the football but, game, both but, but offensive ben, and defensive I'm gonna, line. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Ben got hurt. I think Ben got hurt worse than – can y'all hear me? 100% yeah, agree. Right. We yeah, he was you. hurt. Okay. There's no question okay. he was hurt. But anyway, Ben got hurt on that play when he scored. And I think that if Chandler was in physical condition to come back – okay, people don't understand what a torn labrum means, but that's a rotator cuff issue. Okay? I understand what a torn labrum is because it happened to me in my junior okay. year. So but I know it, exactly what it means. Okay. And the throwing shoulder, I'm telling y'all now, if he didn't have him surgery at the end of the season, I'll be shocked. But And I think that Mike's kept that under. He's, he, he, dude, Mike is keeping all of his cards, the waves keeping them, and we don't know what the hell he's having to deal with. But here's, here's the deal for me. My worry was this team couldn't come out and be physical. For the first time this season, I have seen that they can. You know what really worries me now is that my defense gave up a 17-point lead. Should it have been 23? It should have been 23 to nothing. Think about that. But it wasn't. It was only Worst 17 case scenario. to nothing. But guess what? But guess what? I've got that defense staked to a 17-point lead with half of the third quarter left to go in the game. There ain't no way in hell if my offense walks off the field. If my offense walks off the damn field, there ain't no way with that defense I should give up a 17-point lead. And that was what bothered me tonight. I hate to say it. That bothered me more than anything. And Kyle, we saw it last week, and that's what scares me, is we saw it last week when they have a running back, and I get it, it's a gadget play, but we got a running back burning our defensive backs. And we saw it last week, and then we saw it again in the second you know, in the third quarter, halfway through, through the rest of the game, we're getting beat on, on these little, these in the middle of the field is totally open. We have no answer for it. Well, look, I, I don't, I don't even, because I did not get to watch the game. I can't even discuss 
strategy of what we did on defense or this or that. All I know is what I was able to hear. And I heard UL go through five different sound and offensive line rotations. Now, my question is, why isn't Landon Burton starting at center all the time? But every I, time I, he I, starts at center, all of a sudden we can run the freaking football. Listen, okay. This is I've confirmed this. It's a mental issue. The kid really hurt himself way more than was let on, and he's having a tough time trusting his body to do what it's supposed to do. It is, it is a mental exactly. thing that he's working through. And if anybody, and lots of people out there that have been injured understand that that is a real thing. So, Who yeah, he's healthy. About? Burton, Landon Burton, oh, offensive okay. lineman. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anybody that's actually been hurt, if you torn an Achilles or anything like that, you know. It is a mental battle. So this yep, is this yep. is something that they don't they're not gonna talk about this. But this is this is very good information. I'm not gonna reveal the source, but regardless, yeah. he's not ready. The point is he's not ready and he's playing sparingly because of it. But like you said, two and a half is he quarters. Ready physically? Because he looks ready physically. He's ready physically, yeah. But two and a half quarters. Okay, he's ready physically. The offensive line dominated the football game. The defensive you line dominated what? the football game. Yeah. Nothing's gonna get you readily mentally like getting slapped upside the fucking skull. That's right. Soul, okay? That's right. That's All right. right. Bottom line is, bottom line is, he when he's in the game and they move the other guy over to guard, and then they they they, they have the array of what big nasty goes to guard, and then they have the other guy that's normally a tackle that plays guard, and I can't remember all the names of the guys, okay, because. I haven't known who's in there all season. They've been swapping them around the whole time. The bottom line is they had five to go tonight, and one of them got hurt. And and so you you had or six. They had six, and one of them got hurt. I forgot how it was. But anyway, these guys did the best job they've done without Jack Harrington. It was unbelievable. It's been a season. They had 200 yards in the first half running over Troy's ass. Five, Hello? six, seven yards a carry. I mean, dominating okay. the line of scrimmage. Okay. I, I, I got to tell you. Okay. I'm, my feelings are hurt that we lost. I don't know what, what – I don't know if something bewitched Mike or if Mike knew something that the rest of us don't know. Like he had no freaking – he had no quarterbacks. He, his offensive line was limped up, and he needed his defense to step up like they never stepped up before in their lives, and they didn't do it. Okay. Well, they were tired. His defense. Hey, I don't give a shit. Suck it up. Look, I hear they you. They got a lot I, of the Kyle, boys. I hear you. But they were on the field the Play entire second half. We went three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I mean, damn. No, 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 no. Not so. The first drive we had. In the third quarter, what was that, six and a half minutes? Yeah, you're right. Outside of that drive. Outside of that drive, yes, you're right. And what happened at the end of that drive? Yeah, so we scored a touchdown on the first drive in the second, in the second half. That's right. right. So, we so we scored a touchdown. possession of the football. And what happened? Who made that touchdown? Ben, right? So Ben, yeah, that's the one where he scampered for the touchdown, right? But I'll go back to and but hey, but Kyle, from that's, that point on, I'm handing my defense a seventeen to nothing lead. Right. You better hang on to that lead. Damn right. You better hang on to it. 
You shut them out for the first two and a half quarters. You can't keep it going. They wasn't aggressive enough on defense. That's what killed them. Well, we went to that prevent zone crap and rush and, three, rush yeah. three. Yeah, and, and I, we had the, the success we had during the first half of the game was getting after the quarterback, sacking him. Look, Zion Hill Green look, was a monster, a monster, absolutely. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all something. I totally understand that offensively. Okay, we were in a bind. And we don't even know what kind of a bind we were in as fans. The coaches know what kind of a bind we were in. But once Ben got hit, we were put into a bind. And we, you got to understand, you can't throw a freshman in there. Anybody talking about throwing a freshman in there, you out your freaking mind. Troy was playing, is going to play for the for the title of the Sun Belt Conference. You don't throw a freshman in against a team that's competing against that, that's going for the for, for the conference championship unless you want to have your pants pulled down and spanked and made to look like a complete idiot. Y'all there? Yeah, still here. Hello? Okay. So 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 to get that crap, that's out. You want to experiment when we get back to to, to whoever Friday and, and next week and, and maybe for sure throw any chance of a bowl away? And that might be what Mike has to do if he's got injuries that are that bad. But I got to tell you something. I was grateful to finally see some physicality from my offensive line, even though I didn't have to hear it. I heard it. I didn't get to see it. But I knew that they were knocking some people off the line of scrimmage and opening up some holes in our backs and running with some patience and waiting for their cutback lanes and going and waiting for them to develop and then getting through them. Williams was that fantastic was tonight. He was fantastic That tonight. is a breakthrough for people who don't understand. You're right. We might have lost this game, but we had a breakthrough of physicality, which Mike needed very much to come up with. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. I talked about it for two hours. Might, I could not believe the offensive line performed the way that they did tonight. Well, and that, that, that's to me, that's nothing showing a miracle. How we can't get a, a field goal kicker is beyond me. Okay. Oh, Lafayette Lord. is like Lafayette is like the epicenter of soccer for the state of Louisiana. You can't find a field goal kicker. St. Thomas Moore ain't got a field goal kicker. Somebody ain't got a field goal kicker. Well, we had the one. LCA. The we damn students. One. The, the students are like six for six. Yeah. The students are six for six this year, or four, four, five <laughs> for six. Just sign one of them up. Let's it just give tonight. it a shot. Now, look, we love Kenny. I like Kenny a lot. I, I like He's a great dude. You cannot miss that second field goal. You cannot miss that. That is that is such a big moment. First of all, the, the red zone play calling. Oh, my God. Like, if I'm going to get on the coaches, I'm going there. What are you doing? Well, I, I, you, you, you're going to be – I can't stand up for, to, against you on that, so I just have to listen to your talk because I know what you're talking about. But it is what it is. The bottom line is we overall we dominated the game completely for two and a half quarters, and our defense, as good as they are, they had to be the ones to win that freaking game, period. Right. Sure. And they didn't do it. I mean, I'm sorry, man. Hey, hey look, you, you, the, offense is, the offense is what it is. And that's what really got gutted. You know, everybody talks about, oh, we lost this one, lost that one, lost the other one. 
we didn't lose any on defense. What one? Kyron Lacey, and maybe we, you know, yeah. We, no, Kyron's we, wide we receiver. We lost Farad Gardner, and we lost McCaskill. Uh, uh, for, uh, yeah. Okay. McCa- McCaskill okay. and Farad were gigantic losses, but look at what Quib has done this year. Jordan Quibido stepped right in there and has been a fantastic Mike linebacker. Look at what, you know, they moved Andre Jones outside linebacker. Yeah. He's been fantastic. He's going to go to the NFL. Uh, we, like Chris Moncrief, another beast. Zion Hill Green is exactly who we thought we, who we thought he was going to be. He's killing it. The defense, and, and I get your point, Kyle. Like, you got to lean on the best part of your team we, in, in, hey, a, in a moment. We, we, you, you got Casey Osai. You got uh, Osai's a dog. Uh, freaking – yeah, uh, Casey Osa, you got Jones. These guys have no excuse to let them throw the freaking football the way they threw the football on us to go down the field. They, that is the thing that we're best at stopping, and we didn't stop a lick of it when we needed to. And and that's what all that all that all that metal you're talking about, all that brass you're talking about, they let themselves down. I agree. They, they, I'm a, they, they blew it. Okay. And, and I'm not, I ain't going to hate them. I don't want them, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But that was the, that's the soul of this football team. And if the soul of your fo- football team ain't going to come through for you, when you, 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 anybody would tell me that UL was winning up 17 nothing with over 200 yards of rushing. That's a wrap. What? Yes, I know. At home. Okay. I was, I was like, I couldn't believe it. And you know, because I texted you at halftime. I texted you, and what were you doing? You was rubbing it in my face. Should have been here. Yeah. I well, I, I do that to everybody because, because, you know, you should be here. Yeah. So. But no, you were right. But the thing was, how was I to know? If I'd have known that they were going to be physical, ooh, have, you couldn't have kept me out of there. Okay. I mean, they had to drag me off the place with horses. The thing is, I had no idea. If my crystal ball wasn't so fogged up, I'd have been right there. I guarantee you. Because I'd have been like, what is this? I'd have been all over the stadium like a Mexican jumping bean. Y'all been, what the hell's wrong with this guy, man? What's he, he on some <laughs> kind of uh, math or something? Okay, the bottom line was, we showed up for the first time against a really good football team, physically ready to whip their ass in the first half. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe we shocked ourselves into this because we never play good in the first half, no matter who the hell it is we're playing. It's a good point. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> And, and honestly, oh, man. Ben, ben didn't have a good game. Even before he got hurt, he just he was off and he was yeah, he slow was... in the reads. And Troy, listen, Troy's a very good defense. I'm not taking anything away from them. But like Kyle said, the physicality, I think it caught Troy off guard because they were getting pushed back every snap, every snap. So <laughs> I think we were all a little bit thrown off by it. Kyle, love the call. They appreciate went, your, appreciate yeah, your passion. Went, look, look, give you, give look, you one more look, thought and then we got to move look, on. Look, I got like five other people. Okay. They went back and, and went to practice and played basic football 101. And the problem was they forgot all the advanced football that they had learned along the way. It's like trying to squeeze 20 pounds of something into a 10-pound sack. Maybe we'll learn how to stretch out and get it the other 10 pounds next time. Later, guys. Appreciate hey, it. Can, can I play one thing before we go? 
Yeah, real quick, and then Jordan, you'll be up ready. Uh, be ready. We're gonna go to you next after Nick plays this. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I can't say it any better. They are who we thought they were. We let what them a, off the freaking hook. What a perfect, perfect clip, Nick. That's beautiful. Hey, by the way, have the have the fall down pass interference ready because when we start talking about that, I want to have I want to show that because it's embarrassing <laughs> right, how bad that was. The officiating was like comically bad. Jordan, it's all yours, sir. Thank you for requesting to speak. Floor's yours. Sorry, I, I've been kind of a listener for a while now, but I haven't really talked before. But uh, a little preface: I'm a student right now, and everything. I was at the game tonight. Thank you um, for listening, thank and you. thank you for going to the game. Thank you for being there. Thank you. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I'm kind of um, off the come down right now from a little $2.90 light buzz. But regardless Hell of that, a yeah. um, yeah. little background. So I'm from Manville, Louisiana. It's about 30 minutes away from New Orleans and all that. Uh, never really grew up like hearing about UL or anything, but I came here, loved UL, just got super involved with it. I was a football guy in high school. So I kind of had that football mentality in my mindset, like, you know, loyal and devoted to whatever team I'm playing for or I go to school for. So I feel like with that, like in myself, like, yeah, I'll be like, I'm a devout Cadence fan, man. Like I'm always here. Every every home game I'm there, I'm usually on the, the front row getting threatened to get kicked out by the cops. For, yes, uh, that means you're doing your job. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, since I've been here, I've kind of realized, I feel like there's just a lack of marketing through the university. Like for me personally, I've been here since 2019. I feel like there's never really been an actual, you know, push towards, you know, any, really any UL athletics team before, especially football. I've been to class, like, I go to class, like, all the time, all that, but there's really no push, like, hey, UL game this weekend, like, let's get out there. Like, I, I mean, it, I feel like it's as simple as, like, getting maybe a, you know, kind of group towards marketing in the Moody College of Business to literally just push students student like participation in games and stuff I, I i think it's ridiculous of it, it's not even marketed like i could tell you i'm a fraternity too like i'm good friends with jacob who speaks on here often there is no push through fraternities or anything like that and i think it's pretty pathetic and kind of it, it seems lazy on the university side because we do have a we have a true brand that we could rep here and there's there's no one pushing that agenda, if that makes any sense. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, can, I, can I talk about this? Sorry. Real quick, Terry, I'll let you take it, but let me say it real quick. This is a man from Metairie. This is a North Shore guy talking about how unique our culture is. That's how freaking starved and how much we're missing the mark on what we can, we can promote to the rest of, not only the state, but the country. The world, honestly, because we've got Francophone people in other countries that come here for festivals every freaking year. And we can't get 8,000 people to a senior night. Let's think about it. Go ahead, Terry. First of all, Jordan, thank you for, uh, for coming to games, man. I'm a former player, so I appreciate that. Back when I was playing, man, I don't know why this hasn't come back. Like, I remember, like, the Greek letters were always on the hill. Like, you know, that's one of the reasons why I also hate that south uh, end zone seats because, one, it's just more seats for nobody to go in. And we always had the Greek letters on each side of the hill, right? But I remember we pushed for this. We had the coaches did, like, a uh, – a flag football game against the fraternity. And there was like, a, I don't know if there's a tournament, but I get, like, I know like the, the, 
the winner got like a prize. And I remember Coach Jay Johnson, our offensive coordinator, time was out there. He was throwing dimes, and it was fun. And the frats were involved. Where the fuck has that gone? See, where was where it? Where the fuck is I, it what, gone? Was, was it on Cajun Field or in the intermural? Cajun Field. It was at Cajun Field. Yeah. And I remember watching after practice, watching the coaches go out there and play. And, they, and Coach Hud pushed, pushed it, I'm, I know. But I'm like, why hasn't the administration – I mean, come on, man. Like, I, like I get Terry. it. Dez is the head coach. He can't do everything. But why can't the rest of the fucking administration help out and push Terry, something like that? I'm going to tell you I've heard through – through channels that it's not the athletic administration. So I want to make that clear that there are certain, there are certain people involved in the university that are making it difficult for anybody associated with Greek life to be in Greek life and associated with the university. And they're making it difficult for them to go to games. They're making it difficult for them to be fans of the student of, of the university and, and the athletic department. And you saw the first, look, Terry, go back to the first home game. We were ridiculous. And you know what? There were a couple of jackasses in the crowd and they addressed it. And I don't know what was or was not said, but things happened. But then they moved the entire student section to like a corner of the stadium that nobody wants to sit in. So again, I do not put this on athletics. I do not think this is an athletics thing. I think this is. I think this is deeper than that. And I think making it more difficult for students to want to go to the games, this is, this is what happens. They're going to go across the basin where they're going to be accepted and have a good time. Go ahead, Jordan. Continue yeah, your, thank you, Nick. Continue, I have, I have continue your thought. Yeah, no, no, no. So uh, there, there, I feel like, I think throughout all the fraternities, there is a big um, kind of gap between like, university kind of promoting us and because honestly fraternities have a lot of sway of how students you know show out the games and all that and i think i think the ul like administration just has something against greek life because there's not a lot that goes on between us and you know the athletic department and bringing students out because a lot of the amount of students that show out depends on what the fraternities do i'm not trying to say like that's the only thing but as a majority, it's, all, it's always been that way, though. That's not a surprise. No, yeah. They've always driven and, the and, interest. Yeah, and and today, like you know, we should like I, I've tailgated every game, like freaking southeastern. It was raining. I was playing beer die and tailgating all that in the rain, having a great time and everything. But there was no one out there today, and I think part of that has to do with uh, you know, the team down uh, east. I think. Uh, playing today and a, a lot of like there's a lot of sway students who don't really have any devotion towards an athletic team and you know there's more people doing crazier stuff down so and so rather than oh we have the the university is kind of limiting limiting us and you know reaching out to us of what we can can't do and all that i i, re- I really i really think there's a big gap between how we're reached out to as students because there's no pushing of any athletics type of thing the only the only athletic team that has come and like talked to greek life or anything is the volleyball team and volleyball you, that, you, you saw me mouth it and, and you know what happens at volleyball the best atmosphere bar none outside of the teague and and outside of lampson the best atmosphere at this freaking school it's not even close no easily easily and that is the only athletic team that has reached out to greek life and in general students that's really all I've seen. I can't speak for, you know, other people who aren't in Greek life, but that is the one thing I've seen is volleyball has made a push to reach out to us and the games, the atmosphere is insane. Absolutely insane. But, um, but, but Jordan, hey, but yeah, let, me, Jordan. let me ask you, 
Jo- let me go ahead, let me go ask ahead, you real quick. So so Jordan, I, when I was a student, I was the guy on the front rail, probably probably like you, right? I wasn't a Greek. Yeah. I was a fan. I was a student, but I wasn't a Greek. But I had the, enough passion to go. Now let me ask you this as a Greek, okay? If okay. you have the university come and market, and I'm not, you know what, not even as a Greek, as a student, if you have the university market a, per week or per game, or just have awareness, I don't know how, but just find a way for the campus to know that there is a game coming up and talk about the promotions, talk about the atmosphere, talk about the fact that we're, we might be on ESPN, talk about all of those factors surrounding the games. I'm willing to bet that you will have a reception from the student body that can easily fill up those those two sections on that side of Cajun Field. Am I wrong? 100% no. That would definitely happen. There's just no push towards it, towards current students right now. Man, like even even a bonus point, something like that, just literally anything. There's nothing that gets advertised to students about showing up to games and, you know, just enjoying what we have to offer. It's, you know, I mean, well, you, you mean, look, the, the perfect, the perfect uh, sample is, is what you just mentioned with volleyball, volleyball coming after, after the Greeks and look at the atmosphere that's created. And look, the Greeks aren't going to make the entire stadium electric all yeah. around, right? You got to have the rest of the student body. You got to have the rest of the fan base, but that is a great, great sample size to create atmosphere. That's a great group of students who are going to have passion, but also too, again, what bothers me in hearing all of this, and I'm glad you're telling us this is the fact that somebody, somebody or a group of, or whether it's a group or somebody who's employed, they're not doing their job. That's what bothers me. They're not doing their job. If you can't even get, it's not even about getting you as a Greek. It's you as a student. If you can't even market to the students that we have a game, that we have a game on whenever, whether it's volleyball, basketball, football, baseball, and you don't even have a task to give awareness to the student body, are you really doing your job? No, yeah, no, not at all, but- I'm sorry, I, 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 I just- Southern no, Miss no, no, is I, giving no, away scholarships in the fourth quarter. That's, that's the easiest- yeah. Like that's the easiest part of the job is just telling people we have a game. I mean, we do that on yeah, Rage no. Review. Dad, it's easy. Hey, we have a game Thursday night. Come, come to the game. How hard is that? Yeah. No, I, I, I just I, that, I that's baff, that's baffling to me. I, I, I you know, yeah, and, no. and, and I hate to say it, that's not just baffling. That's lazy. That is laziness. No, literally. No, because I'm I, sorry. I, I was I listening just, last week. I was like. No, no, y'all are good. I, I was, I wasn't able to listen like right after the post game, so I was pretty pissed off against USM. But I listened to it at work, and uh, you know, talking about just just simple things like simple marketing that comes at no cost. It's literally free just to post something on Twitter. There's no hype around how we promote our team on social media, Twitter, Instagram, any of that. Yeah, you get the occasional pregame post and everything, but you know. I'm, the best way I could look at it right now is like look at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills do a great job of marketing for free on like Instagram or anything. But it, it I think it's really like, man, if you put a student or someone younger in that position at no cost, like run an internship program through the Moody College of Business for like marketing. It is simple just to put a post out there to, you know, you know, hype up a game or anything at no like there there's no there's no appeal to a student. As if you're just okay, we're gonna post, you know, pregame stuff, our uniform reveal, and 
quarterly updates on games like that. And and I, I feel like there's there there needs to be some sort of like business like fuck. I'll even sorry. Excuse my language. No, you're fine. Shit. No, I'm saying like like there's a lot of teachers in the movie college of business that do support like the team and everything. Uh, there's a marketing professor named uh, Mr. Stewart. Yeah, Jeffrey Stewart. He's awesome. This whole region. Yeah, amazing guy. And literally, there's just so much opportunity, and there's so much that we're not doing on promoting this type of thing for free. Like, literally for free. We don't have to pay anything. Just social media hype. Just get get on a trend or something and get some hype out about games and our team. We have too good of a product to be doing what we're doing now, essentially. Unique. <laughs> unique like, a product. Cool Before you go, Jerry, real quick. We, we got a bunch of people that want to speak, so I'll be quick. Jordan, yeah. please stay in touch with us. Uh, we, 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 we think we can work together. I, I got some things I want to talk to you about. Yes, definitely. But, yes. but yeah. I'm going to ask you this before we move on. As a student, if, you're, if you are sitting in a room with the social media manager or the person who's promoting two students or on campus, what do you respond to? What will work with young people and students and Greeks? What works? What do you want to know? What engages you? Man, really like any trend that will generate hype around the team, whether that be some, you know, dumb thing on TikTok or anything that promote, like, honestly, like, you know, maybe a promotion, you know, oh, come in, like, get a free, I mean, a free t-shirt, free beer, something like that. Something as simple as that. Just something to get people in the gates and have something they could get behind. Because right now it's literally just an update of what the team does and not anything that generates hype or, or anything that promotes like, hey, come to the game, we need y'all type thing. Like, right. Like, like, like I said, it's literally just like an information tool that says, oh, we're playing so-and-so this week uh, on the day before or here are the quarterly updates of the game. There's nothing behind that. If you look at the New Orleans Falcons, for, so the New Orleans Falcons uh, social media team, they're so engaged with their fan base. They're after like a win or something. They're putting on Twitter like, hey, what should we name our bio? And like just super on trend with how this younger generation acts on social media. And that's literally, it's simple. It really is. You just need a young-minded individual who understands current trends in the in the social media verse and just get on board with that. And that would help out Jordan, 100%. Jordan, what, what's your, what's your major? On. What's your major? I'm an accounting major. Okay, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, I think, Jordan, you hit the nail on the head because what I was going to say is that we are still marketing to the, the mamas and the pawpaws and not – the kids who need to be marketed to to be a fan starting from childhood energy and teenagers energy and in the stadiums students. correct yes yes correct nailed it jordan stay in touch with us man we're going to talk more i got to move on because there's a bunch of people requesting appreciate your yeah, thoughts very insightful thanks for listening we really appreciate you probably try your best to get more students to listen to rage and review learn a couple yeah, things will. all right man be good right, thank you. yep yes sir James Carrier. All right. So I left the game. I sat in my vehicle for quite a while before I even left. Uh, I'm still not even home. I'm, I'm literally driving around town. I, I'm so. Hey, come pass by the house. I'm, I got. I got a bunch of beer. I got to get rid of. <laughs> I'm so upset. You know, I, I don't even know where to begin. I, I really don't. This. It just, you know what? I just, nothing's going to change, man. I mean, how many times have we come on here? And listen, we have some brilliant people in this fan base. 
Agree. And if, you know, if, if indeed we know the administration positions, have they taken one, have they taken one single suggestion? Listen, how are they this fucking inept? I don't understand. They do nothing. Everything about the program and how they promote what their lack of promote, it's just a shit show. How is this not on purpose? How can you be this inept? How? They're not even trying. One word, James. Complacent. Complacent. It's sickening, man. I don't get it. Listen, I understand that not everybody is going to just be a fan like some of us. Like, I get it. And I understand why some people aren't. You know, I'm going to listen, I'm as pissed off right now as I was with this hire, but I'm, I'm going to support because I'm a fan. I'm just, I'm going to be a fan regardless. Right. But what are they doing? Oh my God, dude. I'm just, I'm just so, I'm just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. James, it's, what, like I, there's a thousand things that you could say that they just won't change or things don't change. Specifically one thing that, just gets under your skin the most about maybe game day experience or how we engage our fans. Like what is the number one thing that you have got to see change soon? Are you freaking done? I mean, Josh, I would like to see a little, I would just like to see something. I mean, Josh, we had people over the summer calling to donate money and we couldn't get anybody to call to call them back yeah that's true much less answer the phone like like how is this happening I, I cannot be convinced at this point that it's just not on purpose that they're just they're just not going to do it well when you have seven thousand people in the sta- in the stadium a lot of people feel the way you feel and that's why we're having this conversation. And I know we got beat and I know we got our ass kicked by Troy in the second half and we'll probably get there at some point. But the more embarrassing part is that we had less than 8,000 people show up to honor our seniors who have been the most successful group of people that we've ever had play sports here uh, on the football field. It was as beautiful a day as you could ask for to be outdoors. After 12 o'clock, it was fantastic. Listen, listen, I left. I left the stepdaughter softball tournament to go to this game. I had extra tickets that I tried to give away. You know what I said? Oh, either they were going to the LSU game or we're watching the, you, you, watching the LSU game on TV. I mean, fuck. It's just, I don't, I'm just done with it, man. I'm, oh my God. This is, I like, feel you. I feel that. Like, I feel James, it. James, we're trying so to overcome, dude. we're trying to overcome a hundred years of, of privilege ineptitude. for yeah and well not only ineptitude but privilege for a school 60 miles down the road who gets all the resources who who the, every governor is on tv talking about you know you you're going up get you're going up a hill to begin with so you've got to take advantage of every opportunity that you have to promote this team and again i'm not trying to poo poo on the administration because i think they're doing as good as i mean Okay, they have well, room to improve. Okay, I'm not gonna a, go there. Let's not get ahead of ourselves but again, here. But what I'm, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, at some point, the fans, or not the fans, the people of Lafayette need to be held accountable. Because again, I know the administration can do more. A hundred percent agree, and and we've addressed that. But you can't tell me again. We have a five hundred thousand people within a fifty mile radius, and you can't get more than ten thousand. 
more than 8,000 people to a game where in Monroe, they outdrew us tonight. They had more people at the ULM game than they did here. They Who's probably having had a more losing season and has no chance to make a bowl game. STM probably had freaking more people in their stadium last night. That is inexcusable. On, me... I don't care if LSU's playing. We have got enough people who should be able to show up to the damn stadium. And that pisses me off. I agree 100%. Let me tell you another thing that chaps my ass. Our our radio, our hometown radio station, who look, I mean, it's rare that we even get UL talk, period. But then two or three times a week, I, I tune in and I got to hear the McNeese Coaches Show or the, the weekly update with Jim Gazzolo from freaking McNeese. Are you freaking kidding me? Damn it, Matt, me as he's fucking How? Up, man. <laughs> listen, listen, man. Uh, that just uh, that is inexcusable, dude. Why or why do we have to listen to that shit? We barely. I mean, how many McNeese fans here are tuning into that shit? But that's a problem, James. It's not all about the administration. Oh Again, God. yes, we need to hold them accountable. But we can't even get front page freaking coverage on our own news stations and our newspapers. You're the hometown. I don't care if it doesn't get as many clicks. It doesn't get as many clicks because you don't push it. Exactly. And he's, he's 100% right exactly. about that. They've abandoned the idea that they can push the interest. That's the problem. Because half of them are watching a stupid game across the bridge instead of caring about our game. That is the problem. Anyway. Uh, anyway I'll, let, I'll let somebody else get in, guys. I appreciate you letting me vent. No, listen. We, re we appreciate everybody here. Like, like when we go through these type of trials and tribulations, we know who our fans are. So when you call in and guys like Jordan and everybody else, Terry, all the guys, like these are our people. This, this is how you know who's really with you. And, look, and, and that's just it, Josh. People say, and I know the Alden report came in, and, and I think you guys, are, before I got here, talked to Mike Alden, and he said we had a passionate fan base. And look, we have a passionate fan base. It's just it's very few of us. Not many of us. That's the that problem. We need more people getting pissed off. We need more people calling other people out on this. That's the 100%. issue. James, if you get tired of wasting gas because you know gas is high, you know where I live. Come stop by. I got a case of beer. Oh, man, I'm in Houston. Just drive all the way here. I got you covered, bro. <laughs> um, uh, Space Cowboy, you're up next, sir. Please take it. Okay, so I'm going to just follow up on what Jordan said. Um, coming from a student, I go to class five days a week on campus. I have yet to see any fucking advertising for the games this season. Like, nothing. Like, no promotions or anything. There's no engagement between the students. And, like, to me, in my opinion, if you want more students to go to the game, give out shit. We like free shit. Give away a shirt. I don't even care if it's a fucking poster. Just try to get the students engaged. But there's nothing, nothing to even promote it. Half of the students probably don't even know that the tickets are fucking free to get into the game. You can get free tickets to go. But that how do we know? Because they don't promote it. What about during the and week? Do they talk to you guys during the no, week about no, the games? No, nothing, nothing. I've not heard like I've not heard anything on campus this season. Not even on and a fucking email. Nothing. We have heard nothing. And I've literally worked for, and like I did an internship with marketing last season, and we had to give out flowers and shit. But I've yet to see any of that this semester. Like nothing. But it just pisses me off because what you said it was seventy eight hundred. Yeah, that that's more of like a I'd understand that for a Thursday night game, but it's literally a four o'clock game, beautiful weather on a fucking Saturday and more people from Lafayette are going to take the time and money to drive to fucking Baton Rouge and support a team that's not even in our same fucking city. 
Preach it, like, brother. Preach I, it. We need to start it calling is, these people know. out. That's a problem. See, Nobody's calling them out. And listen, Space Cowboy, I don't know your name, but I'll call you Space Cowboy. That's cool. Was it Christian? Christian. Yes, sir. The, the, everything you just said was heard by the event coordinator, by the marketing team, by a ton of administrators who are in the space tonight. So please continue to say what you need to say because they got to hear it from the students. Like, we're going to be here. Jerry, Nick, and I, it's an obligation. We love this place. We're going we're gonna to go down with the ship. But we need the students. We need the Greeks. We need the casual fan. We need them to be engaged. We need them to be mad. And we need them to tell these people, you got to come and find us. You got to talk to us. You got to engage us. Yep. And, and for whatever reason, and look, some of these people are new. So I'm going to give them a break. Maybe they don't know the history and maybe they don't know the whole, you know, Acadiana thing that we fight with the other school over there. Everything you said is necessary. Everything that everybody said here is necessary. 8,000 people on a Saturday for an FBS football game on senior night when you're playing the best team in a freaking conference who is a borderline top 25 team, you can't get 8,000? Something exactly. is broken here, folks. Something's broken. And it's just that there's no, honestly, in my opinion, there's no fucking excuse because literally I've gone to work. I've literally had work during a game and I've gotten off of work and drove, even if it was for one quarter. I've literally drove in my work clothes and went to the game to watch the rest of the game. I, I don't give a shit. Like, I've gone to every home game that I possibly could this semester, and it's just, I mean, this season, it's just, I, I don't know. It just blows my mind that it was only 7,800 people at the game. I don't give a shit if LSU's on TV or not. If you're from this area, why are you not going to the game? Preach it. Preach it. But, yeah, that, that's all I had to say is just, there, there needs to be more engagement for the students because the student section looked ridiculous tonight. Like, I, I don't know what, what's the deal. Christian, uh, please stay in touch with us. We're going to talk to you about maybe some engagement. I appreciate your passion. Thanks for listening. We need way more. We need 10,000 of you. We need 20,000 of you. So keep doing what you're doing, man. We really appreciate the no effort. No problem. All right, man. Hey, let me know when them cooties come in for sure. Oh, hell yeah, man. Absolutely. For sure. All, All right. right. Y'all have a good night, guys. Y'all be good. All right. Jacob. Yours, brother. Take it. What's up, fellas? Oh, you know, just doing our thing. Hey, y'all can y'all can add like add an extra like plus one to the attendance today because I brought my son. He turned two next month to his first football game. First game, new Cajun fan, baby. You said this is the thing. We don't have enough Cajun fans, so we just make our own. We make them. We just create them out of thin air. We do that well down here. Hell yeah, we do. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Also, congratulations uh, on the sex, obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, there's a couple things that run through my head. I love it when people like jump in and express their own opinions and ideas. Cause I, it, it just popped another thing into my head. First, we, we got a good idea of how many true Cajun fans we have Amen. today. Right. Like that. We have now found our floor. So I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, y'all have heard me enough on here. I'm a pretty optimistic guy in general, but like, it's only up from here. Knock on wood. Um, number two, I, you know, there's been a lot of exp- people have talked about Dr. Maggard. And I think Nick, I want to commend Nick on his point. He brought up a really good point. Like Dr. Maggard has been doing a lot, like wearing a lot of hats this year, doing a lot of stuff. And one thing in particular, I do give Dr. Ma- Dr. Maggard credit for over the time that he's been at UL is like, and this is just a theory of mine. I don't know if this was the case, but this is like a theory of mine. Like we brought in Dr. Maggard to make 
our brand a national brand. Like, so that people in other states, and Terry has expressed, like, when he wears stuff, like, Raging Cajun stuff in Hawaii, people look at his shirt and, like, they know who our team is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Yep. Whereas I get, like, I would assume 10, 15 years ago, that might not have been the case. So in that factor, I think we have succeeded in becoming a national brand where people see our logo or we say Louisiana Raging Cajun and they at least know who we're talking about. Um, and part of that has to do with our success in football the last two years. Like, yeah, the past two seasons. Yep, absolutely. Um, but at the expense of becoming a national brand, we have lost, like, our area. Like, our, the surrounding areas. Um, but, but but did we have them? And that's kind of the first question I'll ask. So, so did did, did, did like, we have them and then we lost them? Or did we... Did we have a nice spike in, in interest because it was the cool thing to do? It was the, the LaFondas of, of, foot, of, of sports for a while? I don't know if I we think, ever grabbed them, Jake. That, I don't know if we ever grabbed them. The, the answer, I, I think it's, it's a yes and a no. Like, I think about it like some of the biggest crowds I ever saw at Cajun Field were when we won our first, after we won our first bowl game. Dude, a 9-4 and Hudspeth team had averaged 30 freaking thousand we, pit fans. We took right? 40,000 in New Orleans. Legit 40,000 people were in red in the dome. And I'll share, an, I'll share an anecdote like about that. Like That happened, so our first bowl game win in, uh, in 2011, I was in the ninth grade, right? Um, and so we won that game. I remember my 10th grade year, my French teacher brought our class to the auditorium at Lafayette High because Coach Mark Hudson came to our school to speak. Like during my know? third period. Imagine that. What do you know? What I right? have been preaching. I, I, Administrators, I, I, everybody, all the administration in the space, listen to what this guy is talking about. That, yeah, that was that was something like I, I grew up going to the game. Like, Jerry Babb is my favorite UL quarterback because that was Hell the yeah. first UL quarterback I ever got to watch. Absolutely. Right? No love so for, like, for John Van Cleve? I mean, come on. I guess you were uh, you were too young for that. Correct. <laughs> so Jerry, Jerry Babb, right? Um, but, like, I grew up going to the game. So Mark Hudson coming to the auditorium and saying, like, hey, if you have a car, you come to the game on Saturday. If you don't have a car, get your family to drive you. Try to get your brothers and sisters to come. Like, we need you at the game. Right? For me, I was already going or whatever, but I, I will never forget that because I'm like, dang, some of my classmates who never come to this game or whatever, they just got hyped from the most hyped dude, <laughs> hype head coach that we've ever had, come to our What's, school during third period and just make a speech in the auditorium. I remember, um, so funny funny story uh, about that, uh, Jacob. I, I So I had a few classes with a bunch of the football players whenever HUD took the job because actually what's funny is the day we won our first New Orleans Bowl was the day I got I graduated from UL. We had graduated in the Cajun Dome, and then all of us like hauled behind to New Orleans. But I, so so I remember uh, a few of the players would do an impression of of Hud, and he would say, "All right, I want you to get two tickets." And then I want you to get two more friends to get two more tickets. And I want you to get two more friends to get two more tickets. And it would be a pay it forward. He did a pay it forward model. And that was what his spiel was every time he visited a school, um, a local community center, a, a fundraiser. That was his spiel. And the pay it forward model worked. He, and he did it when he took the job at Austin P. That's really all we need. Like to me, I, just showing up and showing 
and showing your face saying, hey, here's who we are. We need you guys. This is why it's important, da, 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 da. Whether it's Coach Des or somebody from the university that represents the university towards the pro the football program. Get somebody. There, there's nothing Anybody. there's nothing more there's nothing more powerful. Like you can market however you want on social media, however you want over email, however you want on a billboard, whatever, posters, whatever. But nothing ever will beat a person to person invitation to an event. Like a an I want you to come to this thing with me. And that's what they don't freaking get, man. Look, you hire one person to go do I don't care two or three different town halls and shake some hands, that's going to be way more impactful than posting something on Facebook. It just is. I know it's way cheaper to just post something on Facebook, but if you want impactful, meaningful connection to people that will get your tickets and go to your games, you got to go meet them where they are. How long have we said that, Jerry? How long? Too long. Too damn Man, long. Look, look. Way can I, too can I long. Can real quick? Go, hang on. Well, real quick, Jordan, I'm going to let Jacob finish up. We got like two dudes waiting to talk. Yeah, so, Jordan's, Jordan's my friend. No, I love yeah. Jordan. No, Jordan has been fantastic. This, no, like real quick point. Uh, Des was promoted as uh, born and raised in Lafayette and all that. But what has he done to going out into the community and promoting games and all that? That's really all I had to say. But, but so. Jordan, here's the, here's the thing. Hudspeth was an outlier. All right. Look at what Napier did. Mike is going to do what Billy did, and Billy focused on winning. Now, look, I know we're not winning right now, but everybody forgets we were 7-7 seven and seven in 2018. Everybody forgets that. I think that, I think that Dez is going to figure it out. I really do. I know that's not, I, it's not just that we love the guy. I really think he's going to figure it out. Right now, we're, we're screwing up some stuff. We're screwing up, and we're going to talk a little football in a minute. But hang on. I think that Mike is going to take that mold that Billy – created and he's going to follow it to a T. I don't expect him to go out and be rah-rah and get people to the games. I think that Mike, and this is just a personal opinion. I don't, we haven't talked about it. I just think that he sees his job as a win football games. That's what he thinks. I don't think he's going to go and get into the community. Like dude, HUD love the spotlight. And it, it, I know it kind of sounds bad when you say it like that, but he loved the attention. He loved the, the, the camaraderie. He, he, he wasn't from here. He was making all these friends, and I don't want to go too far into that he because was, there's about, like, ten jokes that you could probably tell there. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't going to say anything. He was a promoter, man. Mike is not that. Mike is a football junkie. That's what Mike is. And that's what I want as my football coach. I want my administration to put people in the freaking stands. So just to kind of give you a little bit of background on that, Jordan, uh, you're a younger guy, so you probably came in on the back end of HUD, I, I would I would assume. Uh, but But – I don't think Mike's going to do that. I, and I don't think that he feels called to do it, honestly. Jake, you no, want to no, fair point. Jake, fair you, yeah. Jake, you want to finish your comment and then we're going to get to the callers? Yeah, yeah. Like, I got, I got one more thing other than it because I know you're getting, getting to football soon. But, I mean, I, I loved y'all's interview with Hud Smith. I mean, and he, he summed it up. Per, he was very honest with yeah. himself. And he even said it in the interview. He said, you know, I got, I got too caught up with building buildings instead of building the culture. And, like, he knows, right? I got a lot of respect for him and for what he did for our program. Um, my last, my last thing football wise is, uh, yeah, we were up seventeen nothing and we blew it. It continues week to week. I always feel like we hold the team to less than twenty eight points, less than four touchdowns. We should win the game, and we did that again defensively today and didn't win. Um, and then my last thing, Josh, I know we're not face to face, but I 
I would like to invite you to a basketball game with me. <laughs> Listen, you're going to be – you're our, our call-in guy, and um, I don't want to give away too much, so I'll just be – I'll be very uh, cavalier here. <laughs> our, our stance on basketball might change a little bit based on a meeting that we just had on Friday. Uh, and Good. And more news to come. It's it's not not because of Bob. Let me tell you that. But the more more news to come on that. Uh, I think you guys are going to be uh, pretty fired up about what we're going to say here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, cool. and, and 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 shout out. You know, uh, I think um, Jerry was talking about like getting getting the Greeks involved and things like that. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do to incorporate it, but I saw on the promotional poster for basketball that they're having some sort of organization challenge. Good coming up, like having like people. I think competition is always good. Yes. So when you get students to compete each other, uh, let's see how it works. But I was, I was excited to see that as one of the promotions listed. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Thanks for telling us that. I didn't know that. And here's the thing, man. Like we got to get the Greeks back involved. Like it's it's when I was in school, even I mean I know thirty and forty years ago was a big deal, but when I even when I was in school, Greeks like they they led the charge on the interest. They were all about it. I don't see it anymore, Jake. I just don't see it, dude. Hey, well, we'll take take comfort in this. Jordan's one of my fraternity brothers, so hell yeah, it, it's running pretty strong in our group. Good. We need so we need guys like you to be torchbearers. So anyway, st- please stay in touch with us because any way that we can help elevate the Greeks, you guys, we want to. We want to be involved in elevating that interest because we got to get the energy back in the fan base, and we can't do it. Rage review. We 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 have a limited amount of stuff we can do. You guys have to do it, but we can't. Sorry. Last thing, Christian. If if he's still on here, Space Cowboy. I I teach a freshman course at UL, and I make sure that my students are wearing red on Fridays, that they Hell go to the yeah. football game on Saturday, and that they it, they take pride in their university. Hell because yeah. At the end of the day, like a big thing, and research shows this because R one research institution research shows this. That if students take pride in their university, they're more likely to graduate. There so. should be an entire course just on that. Love it, man. Love it. Jacob, you're you're awesome, dude. Appreciate you always uh, chiming in. Nick, we're going to go to calls. I think we have a uh, we, we have, uh, behind we have enemy a Troy line guy. segment here. A Troy right. guy on the line. Joe, here what's up, go. man? Hey, yes, yeah, this is Joe from the Troy Boys podcast. How y'all feeling tonight? Not great. No, not good. But hey, congrats, congrats well, I mean, on your I end. Mean, I'm, feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling much better than I expected. I spent the whole week just consuming raging, paging content. Shit, yeah, and you so did. I, was, I assumed we were going to lose. I assumed we were going to lose 97,000 to nothing. All right. After reading bandwagon fans posts, I thought that yeah, I thought we didn't have a chance. <laughs> That's and Kyle. He's reading Kyle's post. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Joe, and you then, almost did in the first half. You almost you're getting did. that ass in the first no, half, and then I mean, we quit. I, I, that's what I thought. And then the fourth quarter came, yeah, and then I after knew, that, it just all I went nearly complete. canceled my ESPN account. I thought this guy, <laughs> bandwagon fan, has got it right. You know, like we're we are a bunch of scrubs. This guy that looks like Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights is just going to knock us out of the park. <laughs> hey, I liked him, um, dude. I like me some Tim Riggins, man. Riggins was awesome. He said that Ben Ben looked like Tim yeah, Ring. No, hey man. <laughs> clear eyes, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Cannot except lose. Tonight. Except um, today. But, yeah. but Josh, you know, Josh, uh, Josh came on our podcast and we were so appreciative of that. I feel bad um, because I told Josh to watch, you know, if Troy was really effective in the first quarter. I thought that was going to be a sign that we could be successful. 
I didn't mean that y'all could just ignore our offense completely <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Um, and I'm sorry if you took that away from that. Um, but really, you know, we Troy fans have an immense amount of respect uh, for your program. What a crazy game this was. Um, hey, hey and, Joe. You know, I, I have been. Jay, yeah. Joe, g- give me one second real quick. We, there's a bunch of freaking Astros fans in the building. So go ahead, Nick. Give the update. Give the update for the Astro fans in the building. Astros up 4-1 in the bottom of the six with two outs, baby. All That's right, thank right. you. Astros are uh, looking pretty good to be world I just champions want to again. Warn. So Nick and I are huge Astros fans. So if we start jumping around and acting a fool. I live in Houston. Of course I'm a huge Astros out. fan. Well, look, I grew up an Astros fan. So if, if we start going crazy randomly, we apologize in advance. If, you know, we end up. Don't ever apologize for being a fan. Yeah, but, I'll be pouring whiskey over my head. But go ahead, Joe. Yeah, Sorry. About I want to see you pop there, a bottle yeah. of champagne no, if fine. you're going to be a world champion. It, does that look bad on the? How about if something big? How how about if something big happens? Y'all just like bang on a trash can lid or something? Isn't that? Something oh yeah, here go we there. go. Yeah, Freaking okay. Guys. He probably he's a Braves fan. He's definitely a Braves fan. No, I mean yeah, no, not no. I'm I'm no no professional sports fan, but I I do know oh, enough. Oh shit! To make good that for too. you. Um, good but for no. you. It's like it's like yeah, meeting somebody I, that doesn't have Facebook. But, uh, they tell you they don't have Facebook. You're like, oh, well, well good it, for you. You know, four hour four hours of Dan Levitard's podcast a day gets me, you know, to make enough. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> um, Makes sense. Makes but, sense. But hey, honestly, you know, you, you guys, you guys are gonna be a problem for a long time in this division. Um, I left. I, I got your number wrong, so somebody with the number that I called has a really uh, hate-filled voicemail that I left where I said, we'll take care of the West for this year. Y'all can quit worrying about it. Um, but but we know we're going to have to come through Lafayette uh, for the as long as we remain with the division set this way. So um, obviously very proud of my Trojans tonight for our quarter and, and a third performance. But, um, you know, we won't get that lucky again. Um, so we've got to get better. Um, but, but look, but well, no, is it, no, 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 don't sell thing. yourself short. You didn't get no, lucky. You, yeah. you earned it, dude. And let me tell you something, Joe, before you hang up, and it sounds like you're tapering off there, I'll tell you this. Uh, we had the opportunity to meet a lot of the, uh, well, shit, the entire uh, coaches, staffs, the entire coaching staff's wife, wife group, wives group. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, they came by the tailgate. They ended up hanging out with us. John Summerall's wife came through, and I hung out with her for probably three, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. So, so great. So great. Down to earth. They want to win. They love their Trojans. They love Troy, Alabama. Uh, I mean, it couldn't have been more – it couldn't have been a better experience. They were so awesome. They were complimentary of the fans. You guys being in the West made everything better. I'm looking forward to playing Troy every single year and everything. Baseball, football, basketball, everything. You guys uh, – by the way, you guys have a top-notch podcast. Please continue to do what you're doing. I listened to the episode. It was awesome. I encourage everybody to go check out the Troy Boys podcast. Uh, but it was great. It was a fun time. It was it was total respect before the game, a little bit of hate for three hours, and then total respect after. So I just wanted to say that the ladies were so cool to get to know. Uh, obviously, they think the world of their coaches, and I looked across the stadium at one point, and they had the terrible towel going, and they were hyping up the Troy Trojans, and they were all <laughs> in it. So mad respect to all of them. Uh, and and by the way, like I told you on the podcast, I have an immense amount res- of, of respect for John Summerall. I think you guys hit a freaking grand slam with that hire. Go go win it. Go go get ranked and go represent us in the new year, in the New Year Six Bowl. I mean, keep kicking ass. Yeah, hey, we certainly appreciate it, guys. And to, 
to all the Louisiana fans listening to this that might be feeling down, if Troy fans can survive three years of Chip Lindsey, uh, y'all can survive <laughs> one rebuilding year. Um, so, so, you know, y- y'all are going to be, y'all going to be just fine. Thank you all so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Joe, Joe. Appreciate man. it, man. Hey, we, we also have a voicemail. Do you want to go to that or you want to take another call? Let's do it. I still got like all five right, people lined up. Let me, let me get this Charles up. Here we go. Hey fellas. First of all, go Cajuns. What a debacle we saw in the second half against Troy tonight. Uh, my number one gripe, I think, is play calling. I saw zero aggressiveness. I have a diminishing lack of confidence uh, in the coaching situation overall, although I am a fan of all of the guys that we've had uh, in the last few years, and especially Coach Mike now. Uh, I agree with everything that you guys say about attendance. I think it's pathetic that this city, this town, this area doesn't or won't support uh, this university, this athletic program. I think the, the university and the athletic department needs to do a hell of a lot more to try to make that happen. My absolute number one gripe or reason, the thing that made me call tonight is I cannot tell you how tired I am of leaving a game, walking through the tailgate area, back to our spot to finish cleaning up, and seeing these MFers watching a fucking LSU game and sitting there like life is good, and they don't give a shit. It pisses me off, and... Hell yes! I had a conversation with a few of them tonight, and they wanted to tell me how much money they give to UL, blah, blah, blah. But they're sitting there in the freaking tailgate area watching the Tiggers. We need to fire all of those jackasses and find real fans. Tell me Who is this guy? Who Go is Cajun. this guy? Who is this guy? I think I think that's Daniel. Um, Daniel, if you're still on the stream, let us know if that was you. But man, that was that was it. That was it. Daniel, get, get my number. We need to talk. To, <laughs> we have to have a conversation. What? A, that is the best call in the history of this show. He called the mother effers <laughs> and then dropped an f bomb. I love that. Dude, that is fantastic. Yes. You assholes. If you didn't go to the game and you're sitting in the tailgate watching the Tiggers, as old Daniel would say, you're a coward. You're a coward. You're a coward. But, but here's the deal, man. Look, we can, we, and we have, we've talked about the game a little bit, but everybody, not just us, everybody's pissed off about the attendance. And, and that to me is a bigger story about tonight because you know what? If we had 10,000 more fans there tonight, they may have been a different. They may have made a difference in this game, but instead we have less than eight thousand fans. That ain't scaring anybody. No. Um, may I read a controversial text message on the program? <laughs> is everybody all right with Jerry, that? Jerry, Jerry, this, this is RR after dark, is it not? I mean, we've broken all the rules tonight. So, and 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 Prison Faves is here. So, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Prison Faves has entered the the chat. I mean, <laughs> dude, let me tell you something. All right, Jerry, you might want to go earmuffs on this one. Matt Miller hits us up. 
ran into your boy Migas at Legends. Are we going there? Should I go further? <sighs> it gets way better. He was too busy talking about the Cajuns as y'all and sucking off the LSU folks. Also name dropped and said that he started the pod, thought y'all would appreciate it. Hey, that's all on you, Josh. I wouldn't. I, I was invited here. I didn't. I didn't start shit. I'm just saying. I just pay rent here. I don't live. <laughs> I don't own anything. Look at Jerry. Moving on. Damn it! Somebody grabbed the bait on. God damn it! I'm going to Legends after this, by the way. Uh, no, you got kicked out of one of them. <laughs> I'm not kicked out of this place. I'm not kicked out of this Legends. Look at Jerry's face. That's how you know he's lost his fucking. Oh, we like, know. Oh. Hey, Asher's up four one, baby. It's it's gonna be a good night. It's well, gonna be a good night. I I I'm here for it. I'm I want to celebrate with you. Uh, that was one of like s- several messages that I could read, but that one stuck out. Obviously. Uh, what? Why? Why? Why did it stick out? Shall I go into great detail? Uh, you know what? It's the, it's re- it's no, all hour after we have, dark. We've we already the same look at this Jerry. has been like <laughs> this is the most energetic. This is the most energetic uh, episode we've probably done in a long time. Emotions are high. You know what? Let's just add more fuel to the fire. Why not? The sun's going to come point. out tomorrow. It's you know. Oh, by the way, everybody, don't forget we get an extra hour to party tonight. Yes, we so, do. Yeah. Uh, I wish I was an Astros fan because I'm just dejected Cajun fan here. I don't have any champagne, and that was my bad because I meant to go get some today. But if I did, I'd be spraying that in about uh, hopefully 30 minutes or so. How can you say that while the game is going on? I said hopefully. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. I don't even say words like that when my team plays. Well, I mean, we we got two games to get one, so. <laughs> um. So, anyway, we never talked about the freaking game. Uh, we dominated the, far, the first half. The offensive line play in the first half, the run game was completely outrageous. Every time we'd rip off five, six yards, whether it be Williams, whether it be Chris Smith, whoever it was, I could not believe the gaping holes that were there to be had, the cutback lanes like Kyle was talking about, especially up the A and B gap. Wide ass open on the right side. And Terry will probably chime in on that. I have no idea what happened. Jax didn't play. Jax didn't play. I mean, who could have ever thought that we were going to dominate their front seven the way that we did for 30 minutes? And by the way, the way that we ended that that half was, I thought, very soft. Why are you not trying to go in there and score a touchdown? Three was not going to help you there, in my view. Obviously, we ended up losing a freaking game. But just to say, like, where was the aggressiveness to get in the freaking end zone there? What, what, did anybody else, like, see the way that we handled that? that, that four, it was like a, basically a four-minute stretch. It was like five and a half minutes when we got to football. But... The way that we went in to try to score, it was like laissez-faire, you know, two-yard pass, handoff. Like, why not go for the jugular? We got the ball in the second half. We go make it, take it there. You know, it's, it's I mean, even at 10, 10 to, 10 to nothing, we get the ball in the third quarter. We go down and score 17, nothing. You feel like you have it in hand. But after that, it was prevent defense, and it was hand the ball off. And they were dominant. They were stacking the box. We threw no passes. And then obviously Ben got hurt right there. So maybe Ben was hurt. I mean, did you all see something different? Am I, am I losing it? I mean, I mean, Look, I, I, Nick, you were watching on TV, and I know it's a little bit of a different perspective. So I'm in the stadium, and I'm hollering, okay. It, feel, it felt like we were giving up on offense. Like we, like we had it won 17 points. They thought the game was over. 
And once yeah. Troy started rolling, everybody in the stadium knew we need to do something here offensively because defense has been on the field way too damn long. Their offense is rolling. Also, the officiating was horrible. So, do we want to go to that? You want to? I oh, mean, no. we can go to that. At we'll any moment that, that you want to see, if you want to see that pass interference that would have given us the football back at any time, that was a game-changing call. The pass interference that was not a pass interference, ball is 50 feet over his head, and the dude basically took a dive like he right. played for Manchester right. United. Let's, let's go right now. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Please, I'll, I'll do it again. Let, let, let's look at it. Let's see. Where's the contact? Hold on. Where's He's three feet away from the guy. He's three yeah. feet away from him. Yeah. Even here. Look, like he look, can't even that, grab him. You're calling that right there. He can't even grab him. He's not even touching him. That's what you're calling pass interference. A game changing call. We would have gotten the freaking ball, ball back, back there. Right and there. the game's over. And the game's over. You got to eat. Really? So again, we can't put ourselves in a position for a call like that to make a difference. Right. But you have got to trust the guys who are getting paid to do one job and yes. call the game correctly. And, <laughs> and credit to their wide receiver because he was bitching the whole game. I watched him. I saw it in the first, the second, the third quarter. Every time there was an overthrown pass or he dropped a pass or he fell on the ground, he was begging for a flag. And guess what? He bit. In the fourth quarter, when it made a difference, he bit. So congratulations to him because that was ridiculous. And again, that didn't cost us a game. No. Play calling, play, lack of aggressiveness in the, in the second, half. second half of the third quarter through the yep. rest of the game cost yep. us. But you have got to do better, man. And and they're not going to be held accountable. That That's what pisses me off the most. Nobody's going to be held accountable on that. They'll just say, oh, well, oops. Well, you know what? He had a hand on him. Show me the hand. He couldn't even grab him. He was He's literally reaching out to grab him. He can't touch and him. And the ball was 10 yards past where he was even at the point of I, potentially grabbing him. Jerry, I guess uncatchable is not a thing anymore. That would have been a holding call. Okay, call holding. Five-yard penalty. Only, five yards. down. The only thing I could assume was whenever, okay, so when you saw the camera, he had his arm out, unless, like, it shows that maybe he shoved him. That's He or, didn't. What it looked like to me, what it looked like to me was he tripped. Or, and because Jared, he saw us, yeah, he was running a post time, route. He assumed that he, he was collapsed. running a skinny I mean, post. That, he, he was running a skinny post. So, so he was taking the chance that yes. he was bullshitting the referee the entire yes. game yes. that he'll fall down and he'll call this time. And guess what? He bit. Exactly. And I think what's frustrating about that is the fact that, I mean, like you said, it extended the drive. It would have given us the ball back. At worst, we would have gone to overtime. But what bothers me is the fact that it's not like, see, the pass interference call doesn't bother me as much. It's the fact that you're up by 17 points, you have the game in control, and you still find a way to blow it. That 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 bothered me more. I, like the pass interference is just is just adding more fuel to the fire. It's just add, it's just compounding. It's, it's the, an extra level of frustration, like, but, but it but is. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, Kyle, like, Kyle said that he, Kyle said the defense is the soul of your team. You got to be able to stand stout right there to a, to a degree. I believe. Uh, and I agree, but the offense gave you nothing no, after no, the see, touchdown I, drive, nothing. No, to Kyle's point, And I know what he's saying, but after a while, you can't ask the defense to make 10, 10 straight stops. And then, and then the offense to not do a thing and maybe get like maybe one, one or two first. Downs How many three stretch? and outs after the touchdown? Right. Exactly. Several. I mean, the you defense was, they were gassed. I Look, mean, I'm sorry. They were gassed. I'll go back to Kyle's comment about, about Ben not looking right. Ben did not look right. I mean, Three and out, at, he didn't look right on that drive after his injury when we got it back. And he, and 
I'm not saying whether or not we should have gone to uh, Chandler or not. I mean, that's a whole different topic. Whether or not we did, Ben didn't look right. So I'm not putting that on him. I, I mean, our play calling was atrocious. In the red zone, it was start. a joke. Horrible. Horrible. Awful. Horrible. Horrible. And that Horrible. went on Ben. When you have the offensive line playing the way it did, I get how you're going to fall in love with the run game because it was with, with Kendrell Williams. I mean, it was unbelievable. I could not believe what we were doing. He was just running people over, getting to the second level, hurting. Remember we talked about their undersized linebackers and how good they were and how fast they were in, in uh, pass coverage. Dude, when he was getting to the second level, he was just running people over. Now, you get late into the game and they got eight guys in the box. That ain't going to happen, especially when they know you're trying to run clock. At that point, they basically dared us throw the football and we couldn't do it. How many tight end catches do we have tonight? I'm going to guess one. I'm going to say one or two, if that. I think Neil, Neil Johnson, Johnson one catch. One. Yeah, one catch. I was about to say. Yeah. Does anybody um, remember another target to a freaking tight end? No. There no, wasn't. I, didn't. I mean, well, I didn't no, there wasn't. So Aaron just said, why didn't Desarmo? Desarmo, sorry, dude. I'm from freaking St. Landry Paris. Leave me alone. Desarmo challenged the play. I don't think you can challenge a pass interference in college football anymore. You can't in, in NFL or college. Yeah, yeah, they changed they, the rule. You're right about that. Yeah, you can't do it. You 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 can't you can't abandon the offensive game plan the way they did. I, I think look, that they bailed. They wanted to run the clock. They wanted to run the football. And look, Mike was pissed about the calls, and I get it. But I didn't see a lot of other people pissed. I saw Chris Smith lose his freaking mind. I saw Zion Hill Green super upset after we got that last that second to last stop. They expected to win the game. We should have won the game. And Chris Smith is never going to suit up for Louisiana ever again. He's one of those guys we talk about who decided to stay here when everybody freaking bolted. He yeah, lost at, this game because, in my view, coaching decisions, and I know it's easy to say that, look at the offense in the second half and look at the offense in the first half. I'm just saying. But, look at, but also, to look at the effort that Chris – I mean, Chris Smith played his best game of the year. I mean, look I at thought the way it was he was fantastic. Yes. every single yard. I mean, when you put your, your heart and soul into that game for 60 minutes and you come up short because of – whether it's carelessness, whether it's just being outcoached or outplayed, yeah, I'd be frustrated too, to be honest with you. And that's just the harsh reality is the fact that he he played so hard and, and busted his tail and just grinded for everything that he did and to come up short. Yeah, I'm. you know what? I'm glad, like, I'm upset for him, but I'm glad he reacted that way. Maybe that can light a firecracker on everybody else to put that same type of, of effort in for 60 straight minutes. Maybe, but I'll tell you this. Here we are sitting in a post game, upset about a loss that should have never happened. Correct. And, I'll be, and I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm going to go back, and I love MJ. I think Mike Jefferson is a fantastic guy. Um, the comms department is about to put out a story about him next week that you're all going to love. If he catches the football in the end zone, we win. It's over. It, it, that is a jugular shot. You guys remember what I'm talking about? In the, yeah, in, the, was, in the north he, end yeah. zone. He was double covered. He fell Ben threw a perfect it. pass yeah. between the safety and the cornerback. He was beat. The ball's in his hands, and they knock it out. If you want, like, And he's being looked at for NFL. Obviously, we know that. He's on the draft boards. If you want to be an NFL receiver, you got to catch the football. But I got to tell you, looking at it from not in person, but from the uh, TV side, yeah. the pass was on. it. I, if I remember, it was he on caught his it on the defender's helmet, and that's what uh, – so – I can't put that on MJ. I mean, I think that what, that was a 
really he would what did have Dante to make say? It. What did Dante say? If it touches your hands, what do you got to do with it? I know, man. I know. You got to catch it. Has to be caught. That's hey, that's from a player. I, I'm just saying. Terry Johnson. We'll give you the last couple of, of comments before we start to taper it down, sir. Yeah, because I got to go celebrate, hopefully. Yeah, I was about to say. Two yeah, inning. What inning? What inning we got here? Let's give an Astros seven, update. Two outs, yeah. runner on second, four, one. We good. Yeah, we got six outs. I cannot so believe Nick to... would speak like that in baseball. I, I, I would never say any of those words, ever, ever. I'm, I'm feeling good about this one, Josh. Yeah, I'm feeling Ter- good, too. So, Terry, last couple of comments before we bounce, man. And by the way, thank you all all for coming on, like, I think we have more people in the space than we're in the stadium tonight. So I appreciate you guys coming on to the post game. I mean, obviously it's not fun tonight, but we got to have these conversations. We got to fix it. We got to figure it out. And if the administration ain't going to do it, we're going to freaking try to figure it out. Uh, Terry, it's all yours. If you got a moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know I talk a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm but no, listen, we, we, you're an honorary <laughs> guest host. Don't worry about it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, a few things. I don't keep you all long. Uh, one, I, I was uh, talking to James Butler on Twitter about this when it was ten to seven, uh, or what? Uh, sorry, was it um, seventeen sorry, seven. seven to four? Seventeen seven. Yes. Yep. We went. I understand. Like people want to be aggressive, but then one was hurt, like, and we had over two hundred yards rushing. Like we did three straight pass plays and had three now. At that point, and we punted the boy. I said, game over. No clock like, movement, no nothing. There was nothing. And also the next drive, we get a first down, we're running a hurry up. Like, that is high school shit. Doesn't man. make sense. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make, doesn't make a lick of sense. I'm like, and I understand, like, and people want to be like, oh, Mike Desimo, yeah, like, is, you know, a high school coach. Like, he didn't coach anywhere. That's, they learn that shit in high school. It don't take you to go to, you know, learn under Nick Saban and Dabo right. Sweeney to learn, to learn how to run a fucking clock. Right. That shit was the most aggravating part of the day. Like, yeah, man, like, I get it being aggressive. You know, they were loading the box, but your your quarterback is hurt, and he wasn't really good at the beginning of the day to begin with yes. when he was full strength. Just run the damn ball. We're like, I, 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 I wish Williams is still in on the, on the space. Like I think he left, but like, just yeah, give left. the ball to Williams. Yes. Give the ball to Williams. Like literally every time that drive, you run out the clock, at least you can probably get it down to where you can put it deep and make them earn it a little bit better or make, or do another field goal. Hopefully Kenny makes it, but Jesus Christ. Or worst case man. scenario, run the damn clock. Yes. Like, come on, man. You gotta be, you gotta be better than that. Des. And, 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 and last thing I'll say, and I, I told, and I, uh, this is, you know, I don't know, worst case scenario stuff. And I, t- I texted uh, Jerry this. I don't know who told you, but like, literally, like, I, I don't want to go back to the administration thing, but I remember talking to Jerry uh, and texting him, you know, literally the way our fan base is just like bolted and the way our administration like treats it. Like, this is literally how UAB got no football for two years. I'm glad that somebody said it because I was thinking the same thing. This is literally the same thing. I mean, yes, Auburn and Alabama pushed them out because they wanted them out. But you don't think the you know pissing purple people eater eaters want, want us here? No, like, they don't. They don't like us neither. So this is literally a exact situation of how UAB got no football. They got no funding because nobody gave a fuck. Like no matter how passionate the players were or the coaches. And you know, uh, what's his name? Bill Clark, the head coach that got hurt. Yep. Uh, yep. Sorry, like, yeah. Shout out to him because he's like one of my heroes. I swear for what he did to bring that program back. But people, like listening, if you want your your school 
to continue to succeed. Stop giving money to the fuckers across the goddamn basin, bro. Stop it. You're killing your own team. And literally, on a few states over, it happened to them. Now they brought it back, thank God. But fuck, bro. But Terry, you know, what's so frustrating is that if, if UAB happened to us, Oh, people would be up in arms. They would be on national news, and and Acadia yeah, would be crazy. Would and and but yeah. but but yeah, we have to wait till it gets to that point for people to show up. Yes, it's like the starving kid commercial. They don't right. feed them when they're hungry. They feed them when the flies come. It's like the old Chris Rock bit. Don't worry, they're they're hungry. Don't worry about them. Oh, the fly. Wait for the flies. Wait for the flies. In the arms of an angel. Oh, yeah. So you know, oh, you know the commercial. You know. Yep. I love it. Yep. Well, Come it's, on, it's like I put, I put it to you like this, and I said it in the beginning of the episode, and I'll close it out like this. When you get your diploma and you get your degree, you get your education, it says University of Louisiana. It doesn't say Louisiana State University. It doesn't say any other school on your diploma. The school that educated you, that enables you to go get a job and get a career, that enables you to, for example, like me, meet my wife and raise a family, that enables you to put food on the table, it's the University of Louisiana. It's not any other school. I just want people to remember that when they're supporting other schools that aren't their own. I'm just saying. Terry, appreciate you as always, man. Uh, Thank y'all, man. God bless. Bro. Oh, yeah. Be good, man. Y'all be Thanks, safe. Terry. James Butler, I see okay. you came in late. I was going to ask you to say something, but I got to go because these guys got to they gotta go solid, celebrate their World Champagne. Series. And that's cool. That's cool. At least at least we can smile about something. But, uh, hey, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff, uh, some announcements coming. Thank you all for coming into space and, you know, suffering with us. But... If you like what we do, please subscribe, tell a friend, tell lots of friends. The gram, Facebook, Twitter, all the stuff. It's a tough loss tonight. I don't know how we come back from this. Four and five. Got to strap it up next week. <laughs> <laughs>